Okay. Yeah. When you're ready, hit play. All right. Oh, crap. <laughs> Why are you giving me responsibilities? <laughs> okay. Ready? Ready. Just want to say that this is the best intro ever. <laughs> I, just, I, for, I, re, I forget how great it is every week, no, even though we've only your intro. No, 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 I'm not reading that yet because I'm not prepared. What? No, Charlotte. <laughs> so Charlotte said we needed another intro. <laughs> no, Apparently, just, every podcast has two intros. No, it's not. It's just a sort of summary of like, welcome to you know the the podcast where Jethro and Charlotte argue about stuff. That's that's it. That'll do. Let's, let's use that, that next time. That can't be our intro. <laughs> yes, it is. No one's going to Welcome to the, the, the podcast where Charlotte and Jethro talk about Speaking things. Speaking of which, we also need a name. Because the Swing Zing podcast, I'm still not done with. Mia made a great suggestion this week of either Shimmy and Spins yep. or Zazu and the Kiwi. Yep. I am a fan of both of these options. Feel free to send in your, your suggestions. We could make it an online post and then we'll have like... Oh my God, we could do a poll. But then it will end up being like podcast McFace face or something. And you're saying you have a problem with this? <laughs> that would be great. Potty McFace, Potty McFace, Potty McFace cast, Potty McFace cast. Done. So All right, here we go, Charlotte. Welcome this back, is, everyone. This is our. Oh yeah, well, hi everyone that's listening to this. Yeah, Jed's um, not just about you. Episode number two, Woo-hoo! the Swing Zing podcast, where we're going to uh, start off with some good news of the week. Take it away, yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. So my good news of the week, and um, I can't believe I didn't realize this. Uh, about twenty minutes ago, I have officially submitted my application to become a citizen. Yay! Yay! This is where we it need... doesn't mean it's been accepted. <laughs> we need sound effects of like applause. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, that, that thing I don't know if I'm going to do this fast enough. No, I don't think so. This oh, is really, this All right, is, so next for time. next time, for next time. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my, my good news of the week, is that um, after Submitted 11 forms. years in this country, no, 10 years in this country, I have finally been able to submit everything and pay the government to help me stay here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, stay tuned. Maybe they'll deny it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and uh, so my good news uh, quick recap okay last week <clears throat> I um, I successfully like my good news was bottle walking yeah I got my record of four bottles nice across the four wine bottles no broken ankles this week I'm up to six. Oh wow so I've got That's six quick bottles progression yeah like once you kind of got the balance point I can just now just keep yeah. on going so is Amy just like neck and wine now <laughs> just to be able to keep up with your habit of bottle walking she's like I can't drink fast Jethro. I was thinking eventually <laughs> of just making a circle so I can just go around as long. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Rather than turning Amy into an alcoholic. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a recap from last week's. Um, just for those that were interested. Mm. Uh, but my good news of the week is um, there was a really, really lovely post by Michael and Evita. So mm. they invited us onto their live stream um, a few weeks ago now to talk yeah. about ISO Hop. And they mentioned to us that they were doing a thing for the, I can't say this word. The Guggenheim Museum. Guggenheim Museum. Yes. They were commissioned to do a dance piece and they wanted to do some iso hop. They wanted to do some dancing a different side of the world, mm, but with each other. Yeah, Michael's in Sydney at the moment and Evita's in New York. Good luck to her. Yes. Don't go outside. Don't touch anything. <laughs> not even your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they mentioned it and they gave it a bit of a hint I was like oh yeah that sounds really interesting mm. and they finally came out this week and it's beautiful it is it's really lovely um, have a look on it's on the Facebooks and stuff 
Um, Maybe we can share it to the yeah. We'll actually page. share it to the Swingsing page, I yeah. think. And it was really lovely, and it's <clears throat> sweet, and it's moving, and it's like sad, but it's beautiful. And I don't I often don't use those words. That's, it's true. I'm looking at him like, imposter, send help. <laughs> but it it genuinely is like it's it's mm. a really cool project and a cool thing. And they they thanked us in their, their I know, comments section. It was very it was very touching, and, and I'm just I, like. That was all you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> you know, like, thank you. So, yeah, I strongly recommend go and watch that video. Mm. It's, uh, it is a wonderful piece of work. Yeah. All right, that's our good news of the week. Uh, next on the podcast agenda, what happened last week in Swingsing? Uh, the main thing that happened for me was the one-man mm. dance. So mm-hmm. this is the class we're doing on Thursdays for solo jazz. It's a beginner tap class. We had our first class and went off. And we're we also had our first student in like ages because Katie was here. That's right, yeah. So we had like three people in a room. It was crazy. It was madness, people. There was three people in one room dancing. It was no one touched. Don't worry. No, no. There was no touching. Um, but the class went well, apart from me. Like I could do the routine with the music. I was fine. I'd practiced it a few times before the class. Ah, that'd be sweet ass. And it's one of those routines where you get to the numbers and get to counting and teaching it, and you do it slowly, and, and your then your brain... muscle memory stops, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> And so then I had to like stop and go back. I just missed a great opportunity. Oh, you should have. Mm, oh, the sound okay. effects. Oh, sh- don't tell them. It'll come up. It'll come up again. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So apart from me stuffing it up, it went really well. People have been really interested in it, and I've put up video clips and things of it so you can go back and recap. But yeah, so that was that was one thing that happened. We also did an ISO dips class. It was hilarious. that was quite entertaining. Trying yeah, to dip yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, for the follows, it's great because we should never uh, throw our weight into something. So if you're yeah. dipping and you throw your weight into something, basically what you're doing is you're throwing yourself into the floor. And that's <laughs> Lesson never, learned. Like, yeah, pretty much. It's a really quick learning curve. Uh, and then the last thing that happened last week was I put a whole bunch of Instagram posts up. So this is the <clears> slow motion footage from last year's performance with all of the aerials. I think we counted up like 30 or 40 aerials yeah, in was, one routine. Yeah, a few of them. Did I tell you that I forwarded... Uh, sorry, finish that and then I'll speak. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm going to do speak. Uh, interrupted. Go. Okay. <laughs> Um, so you know Bobby White has been doing this like yes. aerials research thing yes um, and so I sent I was like ah and I sent him a clip of one of the, those slow demos I'm like just in case you're interested this is something we did like you know you're into aerials and stuff like that we tried to cram as many of them as humanly possible into one routine this is the result slow motion you're welcome <laughs> Bobby, if you're listening to this, as I'm sure you are. Oh, God. Um, that was fun. So, yeah, I've posted a whole bunch of it. So, if you go to the Instagram Swingsink page, you can go back and look through all of them. Mm. Because this weekend was supposed to be PAX 2020. The yeah. Perth Estive Exchange this year was supposed to be over this weekend. But, but it's, it's not. not. So, uh, Jinx. Yes, you can't talk for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> oh, this is really awkward. That is really awkward. <laughs> Oh, Not didn't I? No, I didn't. I had it on mute. <laughs> Alright, one day you'll get it. One day, one day. I mean, it's not right now, uh, but so, it will be one day. that's pretty much what happened last week in Swingsing. Um, what's coming up in Swingsing this week? Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm doing a bit of a project. So Mia actually asked for a, uh, a video... Uh, the song of the Big Apple contest that we do the routine to slowed down. So I slowed down for class purposes so we can count it and do it slowly, but it sounds horrible at 70%. Mm. So I made it 80% and I've just uploaded that song to YouTube. And because it was just the song, I decided to film myself 
dancing the routine as easy as possible. So it's super simple, no extra styling, no variations. Um, but I chose some interesting footwear that I found in the wardrobe that I haven't seen for a while because I didn't have my white shoes. So I've known Jethro for what, like six years maybe now? Yeah, about that. Probably. So about that, I've never seen these shoes. <laughs> They're great. So if you wanted to check that out, you know, the video's there for the Big Apple contest slowed down. Mm. Uh, but I've also <clears> done <throat> it to the Dipsy Doodle for the Tranky Doo and mm-hmm. also for um, Tank What You Do for the Shim Sham. Yeah. So we've got those three um, routines going up online. Film from behind and like, like pretty slow but with the clear music and you know, yeah. clear chorus. So that's coming up from us. I'm really glad that you actually chose to make those videos because I really get frustrated when I see YouTube clips where it's just like a static image that really, it just annoys me. I'm or like, when it's like videoing a record spinning around. Yeah. I'm like, YouTube, like by definition is a visual thing. <laughs> you're, you're choosing the wrong medium. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing that's coming up next week is a whole bunch of birthdays. So Frankie Manning's birthday. Yep. And Mia's birthday. On the same day. Very lucky. Very, very good day to then be born. Then it is Charlotte's birthday. Moving right along. And then it's my dad's birthday. Yay! And so because I have a piano <coughs> or a keyboard right beside me, I don't know how to play Happy Birthday. <laughs> so, so live. I'm make it up Jet's as gonna we go. Just, yeah. So if we start and see... And then just see what me, happens. Me, 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 me. I'm not going to sing it, don't uh, worry. So it's something like... Happy... So apparently the happy birthday tune is very different in New Zealand <laughs> than it is uh, anywhere else So Charlotte, in the world. we have to figure it out before the class, and that's what happens. Yeah. We make noise. So funnily enough, on this thing, I've got I've got a YouTube page up with a bunch of sound effects, and this random one that just came up is the fail sound. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. Yeah, I didn't I didn't cue that or anything. It's uh, great. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's coming up. Uh, that's swingsing last week and coming and up. coming up. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh. And our next section. Charlotte's about to play a clip. Our transitions are getting so much better, guys. Oh, so smooth. Smooth as Like bro. three episodes in, and we're going to be like... And we're going to like have a name and... Like... <laughs> so profesh. Oh, totes profesh. Okay. Uh, World of Swing. Um, yeah, so in World of Swing, I came across uh, something that I quite enjoyed from um, Alice May. Uh, so for those who don't know, she is a really lovely uh, dancer from France. Um, so she is putting out on YouTube, uh, swing out variations for follows. Um, and I think she's doing three or four weeks of those. Okay. Um, so it's, I think one drops a week. Um, and it's just, um, yeah, just a short tutorial of how to do different variations. They're made so that you can do them on your own. Um, so yeah, no, it's really interesting. And she's quite a lovely, uh, character and and person as well. Um, so yeah, I just, I've been looking at those and being like, Ooh, all these fancy variations I can give a try to next time I'm connected to a human. <laughs> which will be or ISO hop swinging out. Or, uh, yeah, exactly. If, if you can do it in ISO hop, your balance is impeccable. Mm. Cool. And then other things coming up <clears throat> is, we're looking at my notes. Ah, so word of swing. Last night, there was an event called Rhythm Relief, which was a <laughs> swing spectacular. Uh, Nick Williams brought together a crap ton of people. Um, Peter Flahef was MCing. MCing. And essentially what it was, was kind of like, if you imagine like a telethon, 
Yeah. So the, okay. the televised version of like all these performances, and in between the performances, they've got someone saying, "Please call this hotline to donate such and such." Da, da, da. So it was that kind of format where Peter Flayhoff was emceeing, introducing people, but it was a fundraiser. They were trying to raise one hundred fifty thousand dollars for the um, professional dancers and musicians who have lost all their income. Mm. So all the dancers <clears throat> that performed, obviously, they get paid from this. And then they've also got a system where you can sign up if you're a teacher that's lost all your income. Yeah, I saw that. Well, it was really cool where you could literally just put your hand up and say like, hey, I've been affected. Because obviously not everyone knows yeah. is in the, the who's who's club of Lindy Hop. But anyone that's like lost money, they can be like, oh yeah, I was a full-time dancer. I now have no income. For the rest of my life. And <laughs> just you have an application form. So yeah, that was last night. And I started watching at 2 a.m. So it was in America and it was... 1.30 a.m. here and Charlotte had invited me to come around to her place <laughs> to watch it because I haven't got internet at home. So I, you know, messaged Charlotte. I was like, hey, hey, Charlotte. Hey, hey, Charlotte. Okay, so no, hang on. Let's hey, back up a little bit hey, here. Charlotte. I messaged Jed going like, hey, um, I'm going to take a nap because I'm a nana. So I'm going to take a nap. Uh, let me know roughly what time you know, you, you, I can yeah, expect yeah. you to be over. And I didn't get a response. And then I set my alarm. And what happened was I set it for midnight, except I didn't. I set it for noon <laughs> because it was 12 p.m. But I put it, uh, yeah, I put 12 p.m. instead of a.m. Anyway, long story short, yeah. I was asleep. <laughs> And so I'm missing you, Charlotte. I've got no internet. This thing's about to start. So I'm like, I feel like such a. All right. I'll just drive my car to the car park of the local library, sit in my car in the dark, log on to the Wi Fi (laughs) from the library. It's super dodgy. Okay, hang on. With so, my but, laptop that has a battery life of about an hour. <laughs> so in my defense, that's what you were going to do anyway. Yeah, that would be my preference. Oh, yeah. oh your preference. Thanks. <laughs> your preference is to sit in the dark, dodgy, by the library instead of come over. I see you. Like I come around here. I don't want to impose myself on you like seven Whatever. days a week, Charlotte. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> so, but anyway, the rhythm relief was great. Watching it at two a.m., it got to three thirty a.m., and I was getting tired, and it didn't sound like it was ending. They had got up to like fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars, or oh, something. Wow! I wonder um, how much they've. Okay. And then I went home because I was tired and had to go to a baby shower this morning. Ew. So, <laughs> I, sorry, <laughs> I have the same response. So it's fine. <laughs> sorry for everyone who has children. <laughs> That was just instinctive. But it was a combined ew from the time, like, having to get up early. The point uh, I'm trying to make is go and watch the Rhythm Relief. It's two and a half hours Mm. of um, swing dance, like, video clips from amazing, amazing teachers Mm. and performers from around the world. Um, And they've just kind of put it together in this epic kind of show-like thing. Uh, And I hope that they've still got the... um... It is up on YouTube. I'm looking now. Um... But I wonder if you can still donate. That is what I'm not sure. Ah... I don't know. Um, no. But yeah, if you go to... Um, they have a Facebook page. Uh, so Rhythm Relief, the Rhythm Swingtacular yeah. swing Show. Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> um, yeah, have a check out uh, their Facebook page. It's also on YouTube. And I'm sure the information will be there to be able to donate. They had some really cool things. <clears throat> they had um, Nick Williams doing a really dumb, like, musical rhythm thing where he's in the kitchen putting his foot on one of those trash cans to open up making noise with that and playing dancing around and doing like a double heel tap whack whack with the little thing nice they had an oh actually they had an epic uh, tap dance by um, um, Jenny Thomas who was a Lindy Hopper amazing tap dancer Um, but I felt really um, like validated because she did remember that move that we did during our one man dance class yeah the um, 
Oh, the, <laughs> the pedal rolls. Yeah. Yes. The dig, slap, ball, heel. Yeah, dig, yeah, yeah. slap, ball, heel. Dig, slap, dig, slap, dig, slap, ball, heel. Yeah, yeah. She did that. Oh. And I was like, yes, that's the move that I just taught. So for those who don't, Jenny Thomas, uh, look her up. She's quite obvious. If you ever have a chance to have a class with her, I highly recommend you do so. She's probably one of the most <clears throat> um, engaging, professional just all around great teachers that okay. I've ever had the pleasure. Like she knows how to run a class. Yeah, like it's enough. fun. It's informative. It's just, yeah. Cool. High five to Jenny. So yeah, those are some cool things that happen in swing tech. Spent the rhythm relief. Swing spectacular. <laughs> Roll up the swing tacular. Swing tacular. Yeah. It's just both of us were, just, were nailing that. Anything else in the world of swing? Um, There was Hop for Who? Hop for the WHO. So that happened yesterday as well. It is going on now at the moment as well. So they've split it over two days because obviously international and the world. Um, so I caught a little bit of it yesterday. And that's pretty, that's not so much a dance event. I mean, there were some people dancing around, but it's a Zoom uh, event and um, it's basically DJed by a whole bunch of really amazing DJs from We just logged on now and it was Scott Cupid, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Scott Cupid was having a chat. So it's yeah. not just... When I was logging on yesterday, there was... Sepp was DJing and he had a really good set. Um, oh, cool. I have to, yeah. Um, and it was funny because because it's Zoom, you could see his face and he, you could see how much he was digging the music. <laughs> it was just like, face jive. I love when you're like at a dance and look over the DJ desk and the DJ's dancing. And they're dancing, loving it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, good mo- a good moment. Um, so yeah, so Scott Cupid was doing that. And yesterday there was some African dance stuff happening. Oh, as well. cool. Yeah, it's very eclectic. So I highly recommend you jump onto that Zoom room. Hot and even phone. if you have it sort of like playing in the background. With all these recommendations, these guys are not going to go to work today. They're just going to be online looking at all these things. That's okay. Um, and also don't forget to donate for uh, Hop for WHO, yeah. Hop for Who. Um, all the details are on their Facebook page. All right. And I think that's <clears throat> it. That's oh, wow. the world of swing. Yeah. Um, we're now getting into the talking points, I think. Da, da, da. Um, yep, no, I can't think of anything else for what's coming up. No, me neither. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. All right. Talking points. So, Jet mentioned... So, last week, I mentioned something along the lines of, in if you have better technique, you can therefore enjoy the dance more. And Jet sort of went purple in the face and was like, <laughs> oh, we'll bring this up for I next week. You did not. You, well, I think your exact words were, I can debunk it now, but let's save <laughs> it for next week. Something along those lines. <laughs> not true. It, we have the podcast. We I can know. check. We can. I did not use those words. I actually genuinely think you did. <laughs> um, but okay, so to clarify the point of, uh, I guess... How the, important is technique? How important is Go technique? On, Charlotte. Go. Um, I think it depends on... So are we talking about technique as a dancer or technique as a teacher? Or... Just to start off with, the, with whatever the point was last week that you Okay, were so my point last week was <clears throat> that if the more technique you develop or that you're exposed to, um, the more you are potentially able to enjoy, the more and differently you're able to enjoy the dance. So the analogy um, I came up with, I guess, is um, sometimes we use the analogy of, you know, Lindy Hop, the partnership dance is like, you know, the lead is the canvas and the follow is the, the painter, like the brush strokes. You know, sometimes it's not the best analogy in the world, trust me. But I'm basing this analogy on that. So if you have just um, one paintbrush, You know, that doesn't mean that you cannot create great art. You know, you can have great texture and all of that jazz. Um, You can still create something really awesome um, for everyone to enjoy. My argument is that if someone, if you have maybe a second paintbrush or a different type of paintbrush, you are then able to give more depth and potentially enjoy it in a different way. So, you know, that is not to say that before you start, 
I am by no means saying that in order to have fun, you need to have technique. No, no, that is I, not what yeah, I'm saying. Uh, that's not what I'm interpreting. That's fine. Okay, good. Um, Tear it down. My, <laughs> so let's use your analogy. Okay. And I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you a question. How, in your, okay. I'm trying to figure out a way to avoid this question. I can't word it. Okay. So I'm not going to ask you this question. Just throw out a bunch of words and I'll reorganize them. I'm going to have a statement. The happiest people that I ever see drawing Mm -hmm. are toddlers. I knew you were going to come up with something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like, they've got no technique, Mm. but they freaking love it. Absolutely. Like, the pictures suck. Yeah. (laughs) But they don't care. So like, their enjoyment is like, almost as pure as it could be i know it's one dimensional yeah so i think what you're trying to say is that the more technique you have and the more paints and more crayons and more Mm. things you have the picture's better Mm. so you get more satisfaction out Mm. of it it's not necessarily that the picture is better and i completely agree because i thought of that as well of like you know the purest form and i didn't even go to the toddler thing but like i remember when i started dancing and you know objectively I was shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I knew nothing, um, but I had the best time. And that that's true. Like if you look at a dance floor, the people who are smiling and laughing the most are often the beginners, the ones yeah. that just got there for the first time. So that's They're yeah. like beaming and think it's the best thing in the world. And like they often look like they're having so much more fun than mm. everyone else. So, yeah, I'm not saying that you, you like technique and, and fun are ex- mutually exclusive or anything like that. I just think... <clears throat> There, it sort of depends what you want out of the dance because the more that you dance, the more you will inevitably pick up, even if it's by sheer repetition, you will pick up habits and you will pick up technique, whichever the technique may be. Um, and the more, if it is something that's important to you, there is a certain element of satisfaction of being able to achieve different, like the harder techniques and all of that. And that is a deeper kind of satisfaction. Um, If it is not important to you, then more power to you. Absolutely. And if you're happy being at the level that you find yourself and you're enjoying, you're getting everything that you want out of the dance, then there's there's no reason for for anyone to push it any further. And that is as happy as you, you... Oh God, I don't know how to finish that sentence. No, that like that there you don't have to choose one. You know what I mean? Like, um you talk for a minute now. I need to organize my thoughts. <laughs> okay. So I think I see where you're coming from. And if the point of it is uh technique versus happiness, we'll say. Mm. Or enjoyment of the dance. Mm. I will go happiness any day. No, no, as in like <laughs> On a graph. So right, the okay, more yeah, yeah. technique you have, do you have more fun? Yeah. So in that graph, mm. do you have a, a average? <sighs> Everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to be different, of course. But um, do you say the more technique you have, the more fun you have? Because the more depth of satisfaction you get. I think if that's something that gives you joy, then yes. Like, I'm thinking I, on average though, not a personal thing. So you've got to think about a scatter graph here. Uh, there's lots of points. You're pulling, picking out one I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be like a, a happy bell curve in the middle where people will uh, have enough, quote unquote, enough technique to be able to follow and lead a range of, mo- uh, of motions um, but not so much technique that they're actually fallen into the thing where y- you get yourself into a trap of like, I don't know enough, you know, like you, you, you start learning so much that you get to the stage where you're like, 
I'm crap again because I don't know how to do a rock step because you realize that a rock step is so much more than just a rock step. You know, like you get to that stage where you feel like you've, you have to relearn everything. And if you stay somewhere in the middle where it's like it's enough that you're having fun, but not so much that you're taking it too seriously. That's like the ideal plateau. So a little bit of technique is going to maybe bring the trend up for enjoyment. Yeah. But then too much technique is going to bring it down. But again, yes, on average. Yeah, I'm yeah. Talking, yeah. As, I know, Charlotte. That's, that's generalities. Yes. yes. Hmm. See, I still, just, I still reckon it's a downward trend. Less technique, more happy? Yeah. Okay. I still think, like, like this is from experience, from, from looking at dance floors. But how long for? As in, like, yes, the person will be happier... What's um, that fella that always comes to Mustang Bar? I think he's like a salsa dancer. He's an older fella, always comes in his shirt. He doesn't really know Lindy Hop. Oh, the one who always, uh, I think, I think I know the one you mean. The one who comes with a partner? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's actually come for a while. I think it's been a few years since I've actually seen oh, him. Oh, okay. Um, but he <clears throat> hadn't done any Lindy Hop classes ever. Mm. He absolutely loved it. Like, he came every single Friday. So I don't think there is a... Like, I know that's one point. But because there's no one really that goes social dancing and doesn't do classes... Yeah. Like, it's so uncommon. I don't know any other data points. That's true. I did that to begin with. I only social danced. I didn't go to classes first. I learned by social dancing, Mm. both salsa and swing. And, like, it confused me and it frustrated me that I didn't know things. Like, I'd see someone do something and I couldn't do it. So there was that sense of frustration... But I still felt like the dance was easier to achieve because there was no preconceived notions of what the dance should be. Okay. As soon as you go to a class, you get told, even if they say, like, you can do whatever you want, but here's what we're teaching you. Yeah. You kind of start getting put in a box. Mm. And I I just love all the stories from, like, Nina Gilkinson and from Joe Hofberg Mm. about how they started. Yeah. Actually, I'm not too sure about Joe. Um, Naomi yeah um, or Sky they were they all, all like started together. teenagers yeah and just having fun and they would find the old VH VHS VHS and then roll back like just, yeah they'll find the one clip and have to watch it over and over and over again and try to copy it in their, in their living room mm. and they had a blast because they had no like they had a video they were trying to watch and copy yeah but they didn't have some teacher telling them this is the technique or this is a technique yeah This is again one of the one of the, this is going to once again be one of those things where we're not necessarily disagreeing and we're not necessarily going to agree to disagree, but I think there's truth across all things. So I can oh, totally, yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. see your point that some uh, ignorance always, is bliss yeah, to a certain yeah. extent. You know, yeah. like, is that a fair summary? Yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is. It's. I think it's very much a case by case. Like I know for myself, I like doing things well, and I get really frustrated if I can't do things well and I can't do them well immediately. <laughs> Um, so for me, part of the enjoyment I get in Lindy Hop is is the search for technique, is the the practicing of that. Oh, I hate that. Um, technique is stupid. Oh, it depends though. Oh, it's, it's it's satisfying, but I don't enjoy it. Oh, I love those. You, I love those classes. No, I really enjoy. It depends. If it's things like numbers, I'm not down. For that. <laughs> I'm I'm not into that class. 
Um, it's, but it's one of those things that I, I do because I know it's good for me. So that's the aspect of technique where I'm like, no, I know it's good for me, but I'm not enjoying this. But there's other stuff where, like when we did the trickeration class a couple years ago, where that that was a challenging class for me to learn the whole trickeration in two hours. That, that was hard. <clears throat> um, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed like, you know, being stuck in with it for days and weeks afterwards of just like practicing, practicing, practicing. Okay. So to me, that's not technique. She was showing us a routine. There was very little technique in that. That was a choreography. Mm. That was learning stuff, learning moves, learning content. But it, it is technique. Te- but I would still put the ability to pick up choreo quickly a technique. It's a skill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree that that's a skill, but that's not a technique class. A technique class is um, going and working on a rock step for an hour. <laughs> or... Yeah, yeah, uh, sugar push. Uh, not sugar, that's not what I meant to say. Um, shopping trolley. Yeah, that's just doing drills, drills. Or, yeah, uh, yeah I know. Um, that kind of nerdy stuff. Oh, there was a little bit of technique. And I, I see what you're saying. And um, yes, it was more of a choreography class than it was a technique class. But there yeah. was still elements of technique in terms of how the movements are created and you know the, the, the matching up of the movements with the musicality of the song. Like in that aspect, it was more of a choreo class. So um, yeah, I would I'd love going to classes where I just learn lots of moves. Mm. fancy stuff ridiculous things like that's that's my jam mm. that's what I enjoy I that's... all of the things <laughs> except the technique class I will do because I know it makes me a better dancer but I don't it's so funny because you're so good at it as well that's what I think is really frustrating yeah I've been to a lot of crap technical classes well they were good I just didn't enjoy them as much yeah. <laughs> I've been to a lot of them yes um yeah, so no, technique does not mean that it the technique does not improve your enjoyment of the dance. Okay. Um, but I do think that it allows if it is something that is in you know, something that is special to you or important to you, it does allow you to enjoy it in a broader way. Yeah, okay. Um so what about in the other sense? So you asked like cuz the topic is how important is technique? Mm. And so you're asking if there's any other way. So this is obviously important to enjoyment. Yeah. So there's other things like how important is technique um, as a teacher? Yeah, as a teacher. So this is this actually I listened to a podcast a couple of days ago where it was um, the bright side with Mickey Pedrosa and yep. oh no I forgot the name of the other person. <laughs> well, because she wasn't there during that episode, so I didn't catch yeah, her name. Okay. But anyways, a podcast and he was doing um, it was a panel of just follows essentially, um, and asking them a whole bunch of questions. And the question came up of, for a teacher, is it more important for someone who is instructing to be a good dancer or to be a good teacher? Like, Which is more important, that they have the technical skill set to do the thing or um, to be able to communicate it and teach it? And I was like, oh, my God, I feel seen. Um, because that's one of my, my, my shame points is that I, I feel like I am a good dancer um, wow! I I know that was that like, was hard for me to true, admit. No, I, don't I don't think I've ever sh- heard you say that. Shut up! I'm trying to make a point. Um, <laughs> but my ability—I do not believe that I am a good teacher, um, or as good a teacher as I would like to be, because I struggle to communicate and I struggle to—and we talked about this last week—to verbalize what I'm doing with my body. I like I can do it. I'm just not necessarily very good at being able to explain it. And so they're having this discussion of like, you know, which one is more important? Is it? You know, can you have a teacher who's really, really good at explaining stuff, but a bit of a eh dancer or, you know, having someone who's a really great dancer, but eh at a teacher. 
Um, you need to say something before you forget it. Go for it. Um, so you just brought up a really interesting point because there's a thought that I've had recently as well with teaching is there's a juggler um, by the name Taylor. So mm. she runs a, 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 I guess it's a business? Taylor Shrize. Okay. It's her brand name. Um, <clears throat> and she she hardly ever posts videos of her doing like the insane juggling stuff mm. like the really really insane looking complicated combinations she can juggle seven like she's an amazing juggler like mm. one of her favorite tricks is four ball mills and if you know anything about juggling that's just like not a trick that anyone likes it looks really pretty but it just takes too damn long so she is extremely um motivating she gets so many people out juggling because a lot of her instagram clips are three balls yeah and they're, they look really pretty. They're lovely patterns. But it's also something that you could maybe pick up. Yeah, it's achievable. It's achievable. So, yes, she's mm. good. She's not the best in the world, mm. but she's extremely motivating. And she also teaches on YouTube. And she's just really great for the community. Not because she's the best, but because she's motivating. Yeah. And then there's the inspirational side of things, where mm. if you are really good, you mm. inspire people. Because you're like, oh, wow, you can juggle nine. And you're like, mm. <laughs> But I can't one even day, count that high. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's kind of like, do you do, which one do you go for? Do you go for the inspirational side of things? Mm. Like, do you just pump out amazing, ridiculous, impossible content that no one else can do, mm. or do you pump out easy content but that is achievable <clears throat> and fun and motivating? Yeah. And so I know this is no longer about technique and importance, mm. but that was just an interesting thing that I've, I don't know, wanted to bring up. So what, where would you fall on the spectrum of, you know, if you were going to, let's bring it back to Lindy, if you're, or a swing, uh, if you're going to go to a swing dance event um, and you had teachers there, would you rather that they were teachers that when you saw them on the social dance floor, you're like, oh my gosh, I could watch you dance forever. Um, but we're not necessarily the most, I mean, I'm not talking bad teachers, but like they were not the most inspiring teachers you've ever had, not necessarily the clearest teachers, or you had these teachers who were like able to explain everything to a T, but you watch them on the dance floor and you're a bit like, eh. I, um, I don't think I'd really judge the teachers based on that. Like the enjoyment on, of, on that, what on the dancing or on the teaching on, uh, how clearly they could communicate stuff okay because i i'd learn by watching stuff okay. so if the class is a whole bunch of talking and they hardly ever demonstrated mm -hmm. regardless of how well they talked about it i'm bored yeah fair enough like i've heard it cool you're explaining it really well this is good i just want to see it just let me see it just yeah. let me see it okay um but i get your point and so i think when you watch someone dance and they're specky and flashy and do all the cool stuff and they teach a class and they're teaching all the fancy, cool, flashy mm. stuff. I'd probably enjoy that. Yeah. But a dancer that feels nice to dance with, that has all the really nice technique that makes everything work really well and easily, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might explain it really well. <clears throat> they might teach it perfectly. Yeah. I'm like, cool, this is a good technique. Do a backflip. <laughs> Because we all know that that's what Lindy is all about. At the end of the day, do the damn backflip. Um, so I, I know I'm sounding like I'm being really harsh with technique, but I do think it's just, I want to bring it down a peg. I yeah. don't think technique and is as important agree. as everyone thinks it should be. I, I, I would tend to agree that I think technique, and, and we are both guilty of this, I think we over... Exert, we, we overemphasize the importance of technique sometimes in class. We spend too much time on it. Yeah. Um, where at the end of the just day... Just do the thing. If just it works, do the it thing. Works. Exactly. Um, if it hurts someone, maybe don't do it that way. Yeah. But maybe apart from that... Reconsider that. Um, but yeah, technique um, has its place, most definitely, I think. If you're that way inclined. Yep. 
Um, but it is not the be all and end all. Um, and it is very absolutely possible to enjoy the dance to the fullest of its extent with limited technique. And if anyone out there doesn't really like technique either, and everyone else is talking about technique and how amazing it is, and you're a little bit like, eh, <laughs> who cares? Just be a bit, eh, about technique. Exactly. And say so. So there's more people out there on my side. <laughs> um, it's a bit annoying because, no, not annoying. It's a bit hard because I know swing zing is, like, we're known for our technique. Yeah. Like, we teach technical classes. We think we are. We don't know. That's are true, we? yeah. That's what we believe well, in that's ourselves. What, that's what I've been told, though. Have you? Okay, yeah. that's good to hear because that's kind of what we... Assume. Assume. Based yeah. on the classes that I have been to. But, okay, so here's the thing. The the reason that we are we're assuming here. The yeah. reason that we assume that we're known for technique is because it's not because we actively choose to focus on technique, but we actively choose to focus on the feel of the dance. Would you say that is a fair statement? Nah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I yeah, maybe. Maybe that could definitely easily be where you're coming at it from as a teacher. Well, as in, like, from my understanding and the way I've always, you know, come about to classes is, you know, we, we want to inspire dancers that are that are nice to dance with, you know, that you have that enjoyable moment together where it's not about whether you're doing the backflip and the fancy move and the th- whatever, whatever. It's about that, like, you know, you have a dance with whoever and it's like, that was fun. That was lovely. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, that to get there is technique to a certain extent. I've danced with beginners, like people who've never done a class before. But did they enjoy it? Yes. <laughs> they laughed and did the entire thing. Yeah, you're good that way though. You you can, yeah. You watch the... But that's, you have great technique. No, no, no. But then you watch two women that are drunk, that have their handbags still on, go they're on the dance drunk. floor. They're drunk, that doesn't count. They're oh, under they're the influence. Even if they're sober, they'll go on the dance floor and they have a bit of a boogie and spin each other around. They'll be laughing and giggling. They've got no technique, never been in a linear class. They're swing dancing because it's swing music and they're on a swing dancing I floor. Think, I think you've, they're having you've diverged time. there. You've diverged. And your, your argument about um, the earlier of like having dance with beginners and having a great old time which I 100% support and, and agree with um, you are discount you're saying that they don't have technique but you're discounting the technique that you inherently that's have that's why I changed the analogy yeah. to two people that don't have technique but mm, I don't know I, I, I want to think more about that you one d- you don't have to get to enjoying the dance through technique which is what you just said that's what I was trying to mm. Next week. Um. <laughs> um, I think we've picked this topic through pretty to the much. bone. Um, teaching and enjoyment of the dance. <sighs> How important is technique? Hopefully, it gets brought down a peg. I don't think it's as important as people make it out to be. Um, Charlotte I, still wants to be technique. I think in technique, yeah, yeah, I think technique is important. Um, but that being said, I think to Jethro's point, it is not necessary. Yeah, okay. It's important, but not necessary. You know, like it's important. If it's important to you, then it's important to you. Like I want to be, and I wonder, oh, this would be interesting. And please give us feedback. I don't know. But like, I would be actually genuinely interested. If you've got into minute 39 and a half into the podcast. Okay. Um, I wonder if 
the opinion changes between a lead and a follow. Oh, we need to get some stats up in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because as a lead, um, again, generalizations, but as a lead, you sort of adopt your own style of leading, whatever that style may be. And that is sort of, that is your leading. That is how you dance. Yeah. Whereas as a follow, you don't have, you obviously have your own style of following, but you also need to learn to be adaptive to a wide range of leads and how they lead. So therefore it makes you the, the ability to acclimatize <laughs> to all of those different styles makes it easier for you to enjoy all those different types of leading. I've got to defend leads here. We've got to adapt to a wide range of followers. Agreed. Well. Agreed. I'm not, yeah, say, yeah. I'm not saying that it's a one-way street by, just, by just any means, yeah. um, but I feel because leads will dictate, not dictate, that's a terrible word, um, leads lead the dance and therefore... They it's choose the, the moves. They choose the moves and the series of moves and how the moves are led um overall there is more flexibility not flexibility the, it is easier for a lead to sort of be set in their ways and not have as much flex. leaders have our set of moves follows go from every lead set of moves so yeah. they've got a wider variety of moves they've got that, to be able to follow yeah and they cool. different people yes i will um, agree with you on that and yeah yeah i wonder if that does change people's yeah so you know if you're listening to this podcast and you have an opinion please let us know <laughs> um because yeah you've heard ours and you probably have drawn zero conclusions because we've just like talked around the subject for about what 20 minutes now no we've talked about technique we have the only thing I haven't brought up is technique in um, other things such as martial arts because because this is a swing podcast yeah <laughs> but I mean I've, I wonder if the fixation on technique has come from other sources right because like with karate the idea is to produce as much energy as possible mm. with biomechanically what is possible Okay. And so if you're able to employ this tiny little bit of technique, it'll increase your power ratio by, I don't know, 0.1%. Like it, it does actually have a physical manifestation. Mm. Whereas with dance, it's so creative and artistic. There's no like, yes, you can do more stuff, but more stuff isn't better. Agreed. What about aerials? As in technique and aerials? Mm. You can do more aerials with more technique. You'll be safer with better technique. Yeah, definitely. Stay safe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yep. No, I'll say technique is definitely important in aerials. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and say, ah, screw it. That's that's how I went into into aerials. But you were also coming from quite from a martial arts background, so you had a, a yeah. certain amount of body awareness and strength already there that you were able to then just re aligned to the aerials yeah. genre so to speak yeah interesting so yeah let's leave that then there yeah I feel like we've, we've we've talked that one up enough yeah um, we please let us know like I said uh, what you think your, your thoughts on technique if you think we should have more or less technique in our classes <laughs> yeah um, let us know please we don't always... say more because then it'll just basically be, it'll be a lecture it won't even be dancing anymore I'll... it'll just be Jethro talking no no I'll just go sit down and shout I can talk yeah <laughs> No, okay, so going, <laughs> going back to what we were talking about. Um, we're never going to end this podcast. No, it's going to be great. Um, no, 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 but going back to the question of like, which is more important technique or um, or, or dance ability in a teacher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, it, it, 
I, I, like I said, I felt quite like I feel shamed um, when I was listening to this podcast. But I realized that one of the great things, uh, one of the many great things about teaching Lindy Hop is the fact that it is usually taught in a partnership. And so I feel like what, what I lack in that clarity of rhythm and, and numbers and all of that, um, I am very, very happy to be able to rely on you. Um, and what I lack for... in charisma and personality. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. And, um, I'm not humor. saying. Uh, you cover my ass. That's, That's good. <laughs> That's not what I'm meant to say. I'm just saying that you... Um... No, no, but that, that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'll, I'll say some uh, numbers things, things and got awkward. explain things perfectly. <laughs> and I'll come and in really like on the side dry. looking like a monkey. <laughs> and just being like... Doo, 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 doo. Uh, cool. Um, so All yeah. right. Uh, uh, you complete me, Jethro. Oh, God, don't say that, Charlotte. <laughs> I was hesitating to say it and Reggie got to do it. Now's the chance. No, Charlotte. <laughs> Uh, I'll delete that from the podcast. Uh, yeah, happens. as if we're going to edit. Yeah, <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, that's on. enough. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a penultimate um, section for the podcast. Ooh, We've good got, word. Uh, I, I do know some words. Solid. So, used words. in the right context as well. Look at you go. <laughs> We've got uh, just a post or something we found online. We talked a lot about things we found online this we week. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot been going on. This is we a, are in lockdown, so. a specific... <laughs> post or podcast or photo or video that we liked take it away Charlotte um yeah so another podcast because I've just like I went elbow deep in podcasts this last week because I was just like and podcasts about swing as well um so this is from a podcast called swing stuff um which I can recommend they have they talk about a lot of uh, fun stuff um, and it was a podcast that I found particularly interesting because it was discussing the event organizing side of swing stuff. Um, and one of the things that I enjoyed was this person, and it's a French podcast. So like a lot of these people, I've never heard of them before and I'm sorry, French scene. It's just that I don't know. Um, and French scene's not listening to this. Peut-être que si je le faisais en français, on pourrait atteindre un niveau international. Papa, ça va. Yes, uh, we are now international. Um, no, but they were talking about how, you know, the when you're, so when you're organizing a swing dancing event, you've got lots of consideration. You've got like the teaching couple and you've got venues and you've got bands and blah, blah, blah. And it was focusing primarily on bands and how, you know, you, for a teaching couple, you're going to say like, let's say two grand, you're going to drop two grand on a teaching couple and that's not including flights and all that jazz. But then when you go to a, um, a you know, a big band, let's take the Oz big band who are a 12 piece massive band and you're going to pay them only slightly more than that you know i'm not they they are worth so much more than that and when you think of all of the time and effort and rehearsals and coordination and flights and and all of that that's involved in the band they i feel like sometimes they are very much um underappreciated um financially when you're like you're happy to drop the big money on the international teachers and that's not to say that the teachers don't deserve it as well um, because there is a lot of training that goes involved that is involved in that and it is their livelihood but you know when you take it comparatively to how much you pay the bands it just doesn't it's not the same you know um, and so they were talking quite a lot about that and this person was saying that when they organize events um, there's you know organizing events when you're doing it on behalf of a school if that's your primary income you you approach it in a certain way and if you're approaching it um, as from an association so it's it's not your money and you're a bit like more blase about things um, and he was saying that, like, you know, whenever it's for an association, he will just be like, 
before he when he publishes the ticket prices with the ticket price he basically publishes the the budget and be like this is how much we're paying we're paying this for venues this for teachers this for bands this for this blah 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 and that is why your ticket cost this much and i thought that was genius yeah, i thought okay. that was really really good because i think people don't appreciate sometimes how much things cost you know it's talking about perth shit's expensive here you know like venues are hard to big venues with good floors and good acoustics are expensive and with power sockets right? and with power and lights <laughs> you know lights don't leak yeah like that that shit is hard oh, to find God. um you know bands are expensive and they should be yeah you know like they they deserve the that money um so i think sometimes and we're very lucky in perth because we were very lucky because like mustang and all these free things that we have um we're like oh i don't want to pay this amount of money because i can go to mustang for a live band yes you can and we're very privileged for that but there at, at no point have i ever come across a swing dancing event that um the ticket price is there to make a profit <laughs> it is literally there it is there to cover costs cover costs you know and maybe maybe you know pay for rent for <laughs> and food for the owner of whatever school is running that event but aside from that like no one is lining their pockets here um and i think it is it, yeah that's all I have to say about that. It was a great podcast. You should listen to it. I was about to say, is that a podcast or? That was a podcast. Yeah, it was a whole hour long podcast about <laughs> right, that. Okay. It was really interesting. So that was a summary about a podcast. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Cool. Yeah. And there we have it. That's our podcast for today. We've got our outro to go. Um, oh, yay. Oh, this is the best thing ever. I have my number ready. So this is the, the end of the podcast. Feel free to end it now. I'm about to get the lap, the piano out. And you heard how good I was. It was great. Song. It was like. Making um, it up on the spot. What was that? Uh, what was that series from like the nineties with uh, David Duchovny? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Let's end this podcast, Charlotte. Okay, fine. <laughs> so yeah, feel free to channel out right now. X Files. It was X Files. <laughs> otherwise, feel free to um, thirty-seven. Let's end uh, end this podcast with a bit of lovely music. My number is thirty-seven, which um, is going to be randomly chosen. Well, not the music. The music is going to be the same song they play every week. But with a different setting on my Casio. <laughs> so I'm going to punch in 37 as requested. And we will. Please be um, bagpipes. <laughs> take it away. Take it away, Jethro. Do you want me to move? How do I start? <laughs> I don't know.
this stuff. 